Welcome to the Nine to Kind podcast, weekly 10 minute hits of sensible strategies and practical optimism to help you live your best life both in and outside of your nine to five. Today is going to be Burnout Recovery 101. And before we join in, I would really love your help. I'm hoping to get 50 podcast reviews by the end of the year. So right now, if you have time, please just give me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. I would greatly appreciate it. All right, so let's jump into this Burnout Recovery 101 and basically breaking down how we can begin determining the difference between a depressive episode and an episode of burnout and how they're similar. And then going into a few of those factors to consider when getting into burnout recovery. So this is a question I get asked a lot. How do I know if I am depressed? How do I know if I'm burned out? What's hard is that burnout and depression are very much the same. If you don't address your burnout, it can evolve into a mental health diagnosis. And having a mental health diagnosis can increase your ability to your ability to burn out your vulnerability to burnout. So that's the tough part about this. But what I want y'all to consider always is context and duration. So when it comes to an ongoing mental health condition, the criteria that determines that is going to be in the DSM. And sometimes that criteria that you meet is a result of burnout. And at the same time, burnout recovery and experiencing burnout is going to be a little bit easier to identify the cause. And it's going to be a little bit easier to begin figuring out where to intervene. And why this is important is because we want to recognize that burnout, it is primarily a systems issue. So where a mental health condition is going to be biology, it's going to be environment. All those are factors that can contribute to burnout. But burnout itself, at least this is the way that I conceptualize it, burnout itself is an external issue. It's a systems issue. It is a result of things happening outside. Now, yes, you could have health burnout if you've had ongoing health issues, et cetera, et cetera. But for conceptualizing burnout recovery. Me as a practitioner, I look at somebody's biology, their mental health history, their, you know, if they're a therapy client of mine, I'm looking into all of this, like all of what they present with, and how that might contribute to their burnout. And then when I'm speaking about burnout as a whole, and the concept of burnout recovery, I'm primarily talking about developing new systems, changing mindsets and restructuring the way that you do life. And having that difference is helpful from when you are beginning to develop an idea or a perspective on how you're going to begin addressing your burnout. And because this is primarily focused on the concept of burnout, I'm not going to go into a lot of the mental health like therapeutic perspective. What I will say is that if you feel like your burnout is a result of an ongoing mental health condition like anxiety, depression, OCD, eating disorder, etc., you're going to want to address that first because your sim- your systems will have a ceiling if that isn't being addressed in conjunction or prior to working on your burnout. So if we are going to begin working on our burnout, 
the idea, we have these factors to consider. And again, this goes to our systems and how we're going to begin approaching burnout recovery, because there's this misconception that you must stop everything that you're doing, you must completely wipe a clean slate before you engage in burnout recovery. I don't agree with that perspective, because not all of us have the privilege to do that. So what we are looking at is beginning to consider where we can begin shifting. The hardest part about this, like any sort of change, is it's going to likely get worse before it gets better. And that's the biggest thing to remember when you are considering jumping into burnout recovery. Your budget might take a hit, your relationships might take a hit, your quote productivity might take a hit. The things that you have more than likely looked at to be markers of success or contribution are going to take a hit because you're having to adjust. And keeping all of that in mind can be helpful for making sure that the process of burnout recovery is gradual and sustainable. So that might be looking at your budget to see what you can allot or where you can cut back or what might have to take a back seat. This might be looking at the next six to nine months of your year and seeing what obligations you need to go ahead and set boundaries around. Um, are there times that you can schedule off? Are there breaks that you can implement? You know, that's important because our life isn't going to stop. Like life isn't, life is not going to stop lifing. So we have to take inventory and look ahead and consider these things before we jump into burnout recovery. And we can also begin gauging and understanding for how long this process is going to take. This isn't magical. This is a process. And so the idea of looking ahead and developing a little bit of strategy around where you're going to begin shifting, where you can take hits is going to help with easing the initial shock of engaging in burnout recovery. Because we are going to be saying no more. We're going to say no to possibly spending money. We're going to say no to maybe not going to as many things. We're going to say no to professional opportunities. That's not forever. So you have to remember this stress that you're experiencing when you're engaging in boundary setting and saying no and shifting what you say yes to is going to feel different at first because you're used to overcompensating. So us working through that distress is going to be essential in this process. And the idea is, is that we are going to begin looking ahead. There's no perfect way to engage in burnout recovery. But what we are going to do is that we're going to look ahead and try to develop an element of strategy. And that will require taking a step back. So you're going to have to make time for grief. You're going to have to make time for planning. You're going to have to slow down. So that might be, for some people, less checking out. So for you, it's taking a step back so that you can re-engage in, in preventative problem solving. From some of y'all, that's going to be taking a step back from doing all the things and taking a break and taking inventory before moving forward. It's that idea of if you're leaning more on the checking out and numbing side, you're going to ease your way towards the flexible middle way. And if you're doing the most and constantly overachieving and never stopping, you're going to start taking steps again to that middle path of balance that's not perfect between the two extremes. 
And in this process, we're going to have to rely on people. This can't be done alone. And I think that's the hardest part because the very people that we're likely going to be saying no to, we're going to be asking for their support. So if we have a friend that has an upcoming wedding, we may have to tell them up front, hey, I can't come to everything. I want to be present at your wedding. I want to be present at what's important. Please let me know, like, what are the top two things you want me at? That might be telling our families around the holidays, hey, we are really trying to consolidate our travel this year, or we are trying to work on our budget this year because I'm taking a step back at work. What is most important for me to be at? Are y'all okay if we come for just the holiday and not stay for an extended amount of time off? Or I need y'all to come to me this year and and also help out um, with the kids around the house because we're trying to redo a lot of things and we're just needing more support. So the very people that we're going to be saying no to, we can also include and in telling them like, Hey, I need your accountability with making sure that I don't bite off more than I can chew. So if I volunteer to host you a shower, I need your help also maintaining boundaries with me that I'm not allowed to do this. And that's that idea of evolving together and not being the sole responsible person for maintaining your pace as you go. Now this will fall on you. This is important that it that you do, you know, take into consideration that this will fall back on you. And you don't have to do it alone. And if you if y'all are catching the theme already with these factors to consider when engaging in burnout recovery, a lot of this can be applied to how you manage any sort of mental health diagnosis, because we overall our mental health improves when we're in community, when we're more intentional about what we're doing, when we're slowing down and we're taking care of ourselves and getting that baseline self care taken care of. And the big thing that we need to remember when it comes to burnout recovery and mental health issues too, is that Sometimes we have to recharge before we can enjoy anything else that is a part of our leisure. So it's going to be difficult to enjoy any sort of not boring self-care you do if you yourself are maxed out at zero. And that's hard because when you're beginning burnout recovery, you want to have things to look forward to, but you also have to honor that there may be limits to your capacity to do anything. And that part is usually what leads to this grief of the life that we had before. And what we don't want to do is mistake that comfort for a sign that we should go back to how things were. We are doing something new. We are learning. And that is something that most of us perfectionists and overachievers don't do well. And this is going to be a process that stretches you. This is going to be a process that brings up a lot of things. And that's where you can take your time. You can set your markers. Burnout recovery is not a place for perfectionism to exist. So I hope that this helped you have that good idea of what the basics of burnout recovery are, especially in the beginning, how your own mental health recovery or your own therapy journey can intersect with this. And hopefully it inspires you to begin moving forward and taking that leap. Thank you so much for listening. By the way, are we email friends? Make sure you log on to Lauren with 
gmail.com and sign up to be on my email list. They're going to start going out every other week. So I'm not clogging your inbox with all this goodness. Thank you all so much for supporting this podcast. Again, if you have time, please leave a rating and a review. And y'all just have the week you're going to have. See you next week.